0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 27, The Long Way Round. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my podcasting companion through time and space, we have Paul Gann.
1: Get off my
0: planet. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, Paul? It's going. It's going. It's going. Yes, I it's really, going. I like the doctor, just go along. maybe that maybe didn't quite work. Anyways. Um <laughs> Nobody runs like that for no reason. No. <laughs> no. Or something. Anyways. Uh well we are back. We will be talking all about Hellbent, the season finale for Doctor Who series nine. But we have a couple things to get through before we get there. So, first of all, we have to remind you yet again, uh, because this will be our final opportunity to do so, about our Thunderquack holiday giveaway for Patreon supporters. Uh, We are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, and if you are a supporter on Patreon at the $1 or above uh, a month level by December 18th, you are eligible to win a holiday giveaway prize pack. We've announced a different prize every week leading up to this, and the official announcement for the fourth prize is uh, technically tomorrow, as of the time of this recording. Uh, so we'll give you a sneak peek because this will be out after that announcement is. Uh, but if you want to know the full prize list, do check the Thunder Quack Podcast Network Facebook page or website. Uh, after Friday. Of course, we have to remind you of the previous prizes that the winner will receive. A $25 Amazon gift certificate, a digital copy of Jurassic Park, and a Marvel Star Wars digital comic bundle. Uh, the fourth prize, which is to be announced tomorrow as of our recording, is going to be an audiobook. But just which audiobook? Well, you'll have to check the website to find out. Uh, that will be from audible. dot com. So, uh, if you are interested in signing up for this prize pack, or interested in just supporting our show or any of the other geeky shows on the Thunderquack Podcast Network, please do uh, consider going to patreon. dot com slash thunderquack and supporting the network there. Uh, and hey guys,
1: uh, one of the things that you do get if you become a Patreon is The uh, access to our monthly roundtable discussions uh, that we do live on YouTube. Yes. Um, You actually get to see our faces while we're talking and everything. And um, last month was uh, the speculation roundtable for The Force Awakens. Uh, Where we talked about our different fan theories And things of what we thought the movie was going to be about It's of course the
0: the new Star Wars movie For those who are not Star Wars literate (laughs) (laughs)
1: And uh, I I got the chance to be part of that And this month our topic will be The spoiler podcast for The Force Awakens Where we'll get to talk about everything that happened in the movie Uh, And that will be on the 18th Yes, uh, And we will have uh, information uh, on the Facebook Patreon page uh, telling you all about that. Uh, everybody that becomes a, a Patreon subscriber uh, will get access to that page and will get all of the events listed on that page telling you what's coming up.
0: And the winner of the prize pack will be announced at the beginning of that Uh, live spoiler cast so if you are curious to see if you won do check that out otherwise i'm sure they will get in touch with you but do check that out and it will be announced at the beginning if you are not a star wars fan or have not seen the movie yet um, and don't want to be spoiled so uh,
1: jason won't get to be on this one but i'll get to be on this one so you guys will get
0: to hang out with me Yes, yeah, I will be working at the time of that recording, and so it's very difficult to do that and check people in at a hotel at the same time. And there's live
1: chat and everything else, so you guys can ask us questions and give your uh, opinions on stuff and everything else, too.
2: Spoilers.
0: Well, enough about that. Let's go ahead and move on into, uh, hell bent the, uh, story from this past weekend. Uh, before we get into our thoughts, however, we do want to jump in and get yours, uh, over on Facebook. we got a couple of responses. Lucas Garrett says, I loved it, but I am apparently in the minority when it comes to that viewpoint. I think you may find some like-minded people on this podcast, uh, tonight Lucas just just a hunch he continues it zeroed out Doctor Who so it can start fresh with the doctor having a valid reason to go on the run with self-imposed memory blocks to make sure that the prophecy for the moment is delayed if not stopped overall I enjoyed all of series 9 and Peter Capaldi's incarnation of the doctor is my favorite of new who and second favorite overall after William Hartnell's first doctor so Lucas is an old school fan I like it. Uh, Chloe Alibon, I hope I pronounced that correct, uh, says, "How did Clara know about the diner? She never went there, did she? So why did she shape her TARDIS like a random diner she'd never been to? Did she know how the Doctor had been there? Someone, please explain." We'll we'll get to that later in the episode. I may have some questions too, Chloe, and hopefully Paul has some <laughs> theories. Um, and finally, Penny. Mm Zalabak, I'm gonna skip the middle name. Um, there. Says I think the series has grown up with the reign of Peter Capaldi. The plots are complicated and unpredictable, which I like. One episode leads to the next and is so complex one has to view them more than once to understand the subtle nuances. I like that too. A more intelligent Doctor Who series. I have no idea what's going to happen next, but I like but I like that it will be tied to the three part season finale. Is the Doctor ever going to remember Clara in detail? Will Clara travel with the Doctor again? What about me? It's so complicated. Keep up the good work. I have been on the edge of my recliner. I love the guitar playing as well, and I think that it adds even more depth to the Doctor's character. What's better? I can't even begin to guess what will happen next. Bring up the
1: the guitar playing. You know what would be really cool?
0: What would be really cool, Paul?
1: Is if... Multiple incarnations of the Doctor got together and played together with the flute,
0: a Doctor Band,
1: the flute, the spoons, the guitar, etc., etc., etc.
0: etc. etc. Little little Seventh Doctor there for you, yeah. folks. Um, anyway, oh, I love Sylvester. Uh, I
1: just think that would be uh, just a funny little scene to see. Just
0: just a goofy scene. Get the Doctors <laughs> of the band. Hopefully it wouldn't be a boy band. Um, oh, please. <laughs> just just the idea of William Hartnell in, oh, like, yeah. One Direction is giving that... me the heebie-jeebies. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 I don't know why my brain went there, but it did. Just um, the
1: idea of William Hartnell in Shades is you know, funny to me.
0: Well, he did like the Beatles, so... Um, yeah. We, we did... We did learn that in The Chase. Um, But anyway, before we jump into the details of this episode, Paul, do you have any overall thoughts that you want to start with?
1: Oh, dude, don't get me started on that. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, uh, there were aspects of it that I absolutely loved. There were aspects of it that left me feeling odd. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Guys, the first thing that that happened when I watched this thing was I sent a message to Jason and I said, I don't know how I feel right now. (laughs) And then I watched
0: it again. (laughs) He watched it again, yes. And then he sent me a text back and he said, I still don't know how I feel. (laughs) Well,
1: I, I, I have reasons for that because... Uh, I don't. I don't want to get in, too in depth into that part of it right now because we want to talk about the whole thing. But I just felt like that we thought we had a definitive ending, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a definitive ending. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, which was sort of okay, but totally unexpected. Right. You know. Right. So. You want to just go ahead and jump into this
0: yeah well over, uh, yeah i'm gonna skip my overall thoughts maybe we should have just jumped right in um go ahead all right Give so overall the episode, thoughts. my overall yeah. thoughts um i liked it i really liked it it was <laughs> and i'm gonna get more in depth about this as we go but uh i liked it because there was some really great stuff in it and then it completely turned everything that we thought it was going to do on its head. Right. Like, everything that the previews were building this up as was completely turned on its head, and it went a completely different way. Which, you know, maybe slightly misleading, but I think it was for the best. And we'll get in more in-depth with that as we continue I on. I still
1: say that my theory on our last episode was correct, though.
0: Well...
1: And I'll explain. To, I'll explain why in a minute.
0: Well, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Um, all right, let, let's jump into this. So, the episode opens. Of course, we left Doc, the Doctor, walking towards one of the cities on Gallifrey. At the end of Heaven Sent, and at the beginning of Hell Bent, he walks into a familiar diner. Now, the diner's in a different state than previously it's in Nevada now rather than New Mexico but he walks into a familiar diner that he visited uh, Rory and Amy and River at when he was dying in the impossible astronaut or whatever it was impossible astronaut yeah the one with the astronaut that came out of the lake the one where
1: River watched herself shoot him yes <laughs> <laughs> Whipply wobbly anyway, timey wimey
0: <laughs> I wish there was video of this, because you could have seen my <laughs> expression, folks. Uh, which is what Paul was laughing at. But, <laughs> but... But he walks into this familiar diner, and who's behind the counter? Clara. Where is it? And he begins... It... Uh, where <laughs> is it? Because he begins to talk to her, and she doesn't seem to recognize him. And so... Uh, He asks for a lemonade, but he can't pay. And so he agrees to play his guitar, basically, uh, and tell a story for his his drink, his lemonade. Which I think it's funny that the doctor walks into a diner and orders a lemonade. (laughs) I don't know why, but I thought it was funny. And we jump back to Gallifrey as he begins his story. And the doctor, rather than going straight to the capital city ends up at the old barn where he had spent time as a child and dealt with the moment in the 50th anniversary special this barn is back and now the you tell me if
1: I could be completely off base but to me personally I didn't think they made it clear that the building he was in in the 50th anniversary was the same building that he was in as as a boy uh, when Clara was hiding under the bed.
0: No, I don't think
1: they made that because very clear. They either. only showed the building from one side in one episode and from the other side in the other episode, and then you suddenly realize that it's the same building because they now show it from both sides. You know? Right. And I was going, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same barn. Apparently, there's only one barn that the Doctor goes to on Gallifrey. It it explained to me that he had ties to this place from his past. Yes. Yes, which is the reason why he heads straight there. And, of course, the lady who owns the barn comes in and sees him and recognizes him, even though he's, you know, had a couple of regenerations since he was last there. But the cloister bells can be heard ringing across the plains of Gallifrey. All of them. And rassilon is back and i know we had talked about this we were hoping that he would be back and I, I thought it was going to be rassilon because of the the gauntlet that we saw in one of the clips um that he was wearing but rassilon is back and he's nervous and he's not happy that the doctor is back and that's why the cloister bells are ringing and the cloister wraiths are on edge and he wants the doctor
1: which i thought this part was a little funny
0: which part where
1: they send the ship and the guy is in the ship and he's like (laughs) we've been ordered to take you to the capital you will come with us and he just looks at him and (laughs) takes his foot and draws a line in the sand and turns back
0: around and walks away (laughs) oh and by the way ohila the leader of the sisterhood of karn has arrived to uh apparently tried to help appease the situation between the Doctor and the Time Lords, but also she said that one so loves fireworks. So she's here to see a show, too. (laughs) See,
1: this is where I had some questions, is because I feel like that there is more to her relationship with the Doctor than what we have been able to see.
0: Well, she was the one that... Uh, was hiding him when uh, Colony Sarf came looking for him to tell him uh, Davros's met mes- message at the beginning right. of the but season. What, so he'd been hiding what out. What I'm on wondering Carl is if
1: while. they had some kind of connection even before that. You know, um, I'm wondering if she is in some way possibly related to him. You know,
0: I don't think related to him. Um, now, because she
1: actually calls in, him
0: boy at one point. You know? Well, she's ancient as well, because that if you watch the Brain of Morbius, mm-hmm. which is a Fourth Doctor story line, this set, sets up a lot about the Sisterhood mm-hmm. of Karn. They have this uh, elixir that comes from the flame, and it's supposed to give them eternal life. Right. Uh, and as long as they keep drinking it, they will live forever. And so Ohila is ancient to begin with. Now, one of the main Sisterhood uh, members in the fourth Doctor story arc was a woman by the name of Ohika, who took over at the end of the episode as leader of the Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're, we're led to assume that Ohila is related to ohika in some way and so uh, possibly a daughter mm-hmm. even so i think there may be a familiarity between ohila and the right. doctor uh due to the fact that he met her mother in that sense if if this theory is correct but not related in any way okay. because the the sisterhood of karn are from karn and the doctor is from gallifrey right and but, yes, we do get to the point where the Doctor's trying to eat a bowl of soup, and all the villagers that are not living in the cities are, are watching him because it's the Doctor. He's a war hero, and he's, you know, the legendary Doctor at did, this point. Did you there. pick
1: up on the symbolism there with the soup? The cup what of the are
0: soup? You... Oh, the cup
1: <laughs> of soup. Ha! <Huh? laughs> ha! I'm just saying,
0: Goodness. you know... <laughs> I just love the fact that uh, when the ship shows up to take the doctor away, it says, put down whatever weapons you have and come quietly, and he drops the spoon. <laughs> oh, Reminds me a little bit of his duel know, with Robin right? Hood. Um, <laughs> but the doctor refuses to go with this guy. Um, he doesn't even say anything. He just looks at him. <laughs> he just looks at the ship. Walks forward draws a line in the sand and goes back to f- and he goes back and sits down and Rassilon and the high council and the general and Ohila are all watching this on uh, you know a projection and Rassilon goes what is he doing and Ohila goes I believe he is going to finish this <laughs> This
1: is almost like a little montage at this point because Right. Another person comes.
0: The yeah. general comes with some with some forces, you know. We we welcome you. We bring the greetings of the High Council and the doctor comes out of the barn and then goes right back in before he he closes the door centers. in his face. And then another ship lands. The High Council and he goes outside and it's the High Council and they all bow to him and before they can stay, straighten back up, he's gone back inside the barn. And Ohila has warned by this time, Ohila has warned Rassilon that the Doctor doesn't blame the Council for the horrors of the Time War. He just blames Rassilon. Right. And so Rassilon is not happy, but he finally ends up going out to the bar. Well, bond.
1: clearly Rassilon has regenerated at some point between the last time we saw him and at this point.
0: Well, I think the damage that the Doctor and the Master did to him at the end, mm-hmm. you know when he was Timothy Dalton um, at the end of uh, that special, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, it was... Uh, it was enough to time. make him re- regenerate. Mm-hmm. The end of time. It was the end of time. At the end of the end of time, that sounded redundant, uh, apparently the damage that they did to him was enough to cause him to regenerate, I would think. Did
1: anyways. you pick up on that, though? The last on episode what? we saw Razalon in and the High Council uh, was... The end of time, and they ended mm-hmm. up at the end of the universe.
0: <laughs> they did. Well, the, the Time Lords figured out how yeah. to free Gallifrey from the, its pocket universe, and they hid it away at the end of the universe, at the far reaches of the galaxy, because they don't want their presence known. Now this still means that the, the time Lords can still go and you know do stuff throughout time and space. That has, you know obviously they're not locked in that regard but they are keeping themselves safe and hidden by being hidden away at the end of time, the far reaches of the, of the universe so which is probably where the doctor would prefer them be. Now <laughs> when Rassilon shows up, He and the Doctor uh, exchange some words, ending with the Doctor telling Rassilon to get off his planet. After, first, Rassilon tries to have the Doctor executed (laughs) by the soldiers that are there. Now, the thing is, the soldiers, some of whom served alongside the Doctor during the Time War, decide that that's not going to fly. And they miss intentionally. There's an
1: outline on the door in the shape of the doctor's body. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And did you notice that Rassilon turned his back when he ordered them to shoot the doctor? Mm -hmm. Rassilon's a bit of a coward. In this in this regeneration, he's a bit of a coward. He
1: didn't have the thunder that he had uh, in his previous incarnation.
0: You know. No, no, he didn't oh. have, or the charisma no. for that matter. He was just a crotchety old man. Uh, he uh, in this regeneration. He was he
1: was uh, very very much more of uh, a weak character, I think, in this incarnation.
0: And of course, after that, some of the soldiers decide to join the Doctor, which is where the Doctor steps up and tells Rassilon to get off my planet. Almost like Clint Clint Eastwood saying, get off my lawn. (laughs) Um, And eventually, all of the soldiers with Rassilon, including the general, joined the doctor. They all
1: threw down their guns.
0: Yep, threw down their guns, joined the doctor. And the doctor had called reinforcements using his sonic shades. And it was interesting the general at the end of it you know pulls out his pistol and and well, staser is what they call him <laughs> by the way uh, pulls out his staser looks at rassilon and said with respect lord president get off his planet and then <laughs> drops his gun at, at rassilon's feet and that's the last we see of rassilon
1: i did think this line was funny though when rassilon pulls his glove up and says how many regenerations did we give you I have all day.
0: <laughs> he's just going to start frying him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's going to wait for him to regenerate, then he's going to shoot him again. And I like how they didn't actually answer that question. Yeah. How many regenerations did we give you? No, really, how many? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs>
1: if razzalon doesn't even know then you know
2: hey
0: i mean he might uh. but you know yeah, who knows and i have a feeling that the, that it's the the high council is the ones that gave him the regenerations and not Rasalon.
1: the um, the thing that uh, that i thought was interesting here is that he actually conquers gallifrey without firing a shot
0: yeah he does and uh, Rassilon is sent off in a shuttle, and the doctor turns to General and says, "Tell the High Council they're on the next one-off world." Yeah, and so he's just going to completely upend the <laughs> entire up the power days. structure, <laughs> the entire power structure on on Gallifrey, with no real plan to put okay, it back so together. So now he's
1: president of Gallifrey and president of Earth. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. Well, he has been. Lord president of the high council of time Lords before he was given that as the fourth doctor and picked up that title when it suited him uh, throughout the rest of the classic series. He liked to throw that title around when the time Lords interfered and they were not too happy that he had a title, not that he actually used it. Because that would require him staying on Gallifrey. But he was duly elected. So. (laughs) Just a funny thing. Anyway. Now, the thing is. Is he sits down with the general. And Ohila. And they're going, okay. Why are you so scared of the hybrid? And he makes the general recite through the prophecies of the hybrid why it's a danger and all this stuff and the doctor is like okay i can help you prevent the hybrid from coming but i need help
2: <laughs>
0: he has a plan. and this is where and this is where the episode took a turn i was not expecting
1: he has a plan
0: And the plan involves Clara. Who else? And she... We, We flash back to her walking out of the door to face the raven. Back in face the raven. And as the raven is diving towards her, everything around her freezes and stops. One
1: heartbeat away from her
0: death. And the doctor basically comes out of a doorway and says come this way i can save you and she walks through this doorway and into an extraction chamber
1: which sort of looks like a cross between the inside of the classic tardis and part of the death star from (laughs) star wars
0: (laughs) did you pick up on that that is a a very good description now that you mention it The doctor is just so happy to see Clara, and he's already trying to think of, of how to, to just run off with Clara. Now, the general doesn't realize this, and the general trying to elicit her help because the doctor said that she would be able to help stop the hybrid. Problem with this is she's not actually technically alive because her entire bodily functions are frozen She's frozen between
1: heartbeats right at the point of her death. Between heart.
0: Right. She's fully conscious. She's able to walk around. But technically, they've just extracted Clara from a millisecond of her life and taken her out And they said
1: that no matter what she did, her destiny was always that she would have to return to the point of her death to accept her death. Uh, Yeah. They didn't specify exactly how long that time frame had to be but that had to happen because she was a fixed point in time
0: now the doctor thinks that he can outsmart this and uh, manages to get his hands on a neural inhibitor human compatible and the general's staser and this was a scene that I was really I mean it's always hard kind of heartbreaking to see the doctor with the gun. And this time he went too far, I think because he's got the staser, which does not have a stun setting. The general right. tells him. And the doctor says, regenerations, how many do you have left? What, what are you on? And he says, yeah. on my 10th, good luck. <laughs> and he shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He shoots the general. And kills him. And the <laughs> Yes. Well, until he starts right. regenerating. Now, the thing about this that makes it even kind of sadder is that the general just sort of accepts it. Because
1: he's the president.
0: The doctor. I mean, it's the Lord President of Gallifrey. He's a war hero. And and, he's yeah. a war hero, and he respects the doctor for saving Gallifrey. And he just sort of accepts it and the doctor just coldly shoots him the doctor's going a little mad not that he wasn't already because uh, you know the doctor is a bit mad to begin with but he seems to be even like slightly losing it at this point and even Clara's pleas are, didn't stop him from shooting he's the general he's
1: becoming the master
0: ooh ooh good yeah. point and we'll get back to the master because <laughs> missy's mentioned later now the doctor and clara dash out and the general finishes his regeneration into a uh, a female and she comes back as a female which uh turned out to be her original gender she but, said
2: oh it's um, so good to be oh, back, great, to back to normal yes
0: <laughs> How do you handle that ego? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Which was funny, because we didn't meet the general until, you know, she was a he. Um, Back in the 50th. (laughs) Right, back in the 50th. But I (laughs) I thought it was kind of funny. So it looks like the the Time Lords have sort of a, a, a default... Gender when right. they're born, that most of their regenerations will be this, this gender. Okay. Uh, but it can change depending <laughs> on what happens.
1: Every once in a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every once in a while, um, the hormone imbalance changes Ooh. the hormone balance changes dramatically <laughs> during the regeneration process, and uh, so do uh, some extraneous um, but But. <laughs> The Doctor takes Clara to the Cloisters, which is essentially uh, the Matrix. Now, we've seen the Matrix before in classic Doctor Who. The
1: Cloisters uh, protect the Matrix, correct?
0: Yes. And the Matrix is essentially a a living computer database of sorts (laughs) that all Time Lords minds are uploaded to when they die. I thought it
1: was kind of funny... The doctor was explaining to Clara what the Matrix was. And she, she told him he was being too complicated. And so he's like, okay, the Time Lords have a computer made of ghosts that's guarded by other ghosts. And she goes, was that so painful?
0: And he said, yes, yes it
2: was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the interesting thing was is... The general and the time lords are like, we have to search the entire city top to bottom to find where the doctor went. And Ohila comes in and she goes, I think I know where he went. She seems to know the doctor very well. You're right. <laughs> there's There has to be a lot of, you know, some sort of history that we didn't see, see that's my between the yeah, two I of them. I
1: think that there's something in the past
0: that, that we've not seen. The, the interesting, the, the idea is maybe the doctor has visited Karn. You know, throughout his regenerations, you know, and maybe he's his...
2: several
1: thousand years old at this point. Maybe they had a relationship at some point in the past. Uh,
0: maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't you know.
1: know. I don't know. I
0: mean, I mean, between between <laughs> people like Sarah Jane and Rose, <laughs> and I think striking up uh, a, a relationship and, and River. I think striking up a relationship <laughs> with uh, a leader of a sisterhood may not have been high on his list of priorities but i do think he might have gone to them for advice the sisterhood uh because they are wise and they do have some mystical powers uh that are helpful from time to time so i think maybe he's gone and visited to seek advice from time to time is my guess
1: or it could be one of those uh martha situations where she wanted to have a relationship with him, and he was just like, uh, nah, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I don't think so, because, you know, you're right, she calls him boy uh-huh. later. And that's not something that if you're looking to have, you know, sort of an equals type uh-huh. relationship that you call, you know. She uh-huh. seems to be the one that's more mature in the relationship.
1: But you almost so. get the, the, uh, the feeling that uh, she would come when he called if he if he needed her to but you know Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's it's just one of those strange situations where it's very 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 clear that there is a pretty you know in-depth past between the two of them at some point but we just don't know it
0: right and there's a great deal of respect um But I would not say love. I wonder (laughs)
1: if we'll get to see maybe that told at a different point, maybe next season or something, you know, out of order. Sort of like some of the river stories have been
0: out of order, you know. It's possible, but I don't know if it's exactly necessary either. Now, the doctor, after taking Clara down into the cloisters, is looking for a secret exit that they can use uh, to get out. And he tells her a story of how uh, no one, you know, how no one comes out of the Cloisters normally, except for one, one boy at the Academy, uh, who managed to get in and was lost in there for four days. They said that the Cloister Wraiths spoke to him and told him how to escape. Um, This
1: was the same story that Missy told Clara at the beginning of the season when she was talking to her uh, at the beginning of uh, the second episode, uh, the, the, the Witch is Familiar, uh, when they were going to the cata- to the catacombs underneath Scarrow.
0: I remember her telling a story. I'm sure it was the yeah, same one. Yeah, it was one. the
1: same story, but from a different point of view. And that's the reason why Clara knew who he was talking about
2: oh and she, didn't, she just didn't
1: tell him that missy had told her the story she just let him think that she had figured it out on her own okay yeah. i thought that was a nice
0: little tie in hmm. <laughs> hold on i'm looking because at it something. goes
1: it goes back to where she was telling her about him running off with the president's wife
0: oh that's right <laughs>
1: And the doctor said, well, honestly, it, it was the president's daughter.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that was the same point where, where Missy said uh, that she'd known the doctor ever since he was a little girl. And then she said, now, one of the things that I just told you and all of that wasn't true. Can you guess which one?
0: We shall see. But anyways, <laughs> Clara is trying to figure out what's going on. How long has it been she, since she's seen the doctor? And what has transpired for him in the time that he thought she was dead. And he's not answering any of her questions directly. And so it comes down to Ohila and the general coming down to the cloisters uh, in one of the service shafts. Before he really fully tells her the story about the fact that he was trapped inside his confession dial. Right. And when she asks how long <laughs> Oh <laughs> he he says it doesn't matter. Yeah. And she turns to Ohila and the general, the general looks at Ohila, and Ohila says By our calculations, it was something to the effect of four and a half billion years. Which is twice
1: as long as what we thought he was in there.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> And the look on Clara's face when Ohila says that was about what I was feeling. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> why did you do that? And she turns on the doctor. She says, why did you do that? Why would you do that? And, you know, and this is all for her. And she doesn't quite understand why he would suffer for that long just of course, for like her. we
1: said before, he only had the memory of the one time at the end. But, you know.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's only so long before your memories start bleeding through, I would think. Um, and four and a half billion years is a very, very, very long time. Now, you know, the general tries to back it off. I say, all he had to do was tell us the answer. Right. And he would have been free. you know. We, we didn't keep him there. The, the, the thing know, is, is a though, really lame they, they were
1: acting like that he had complete knowledge of where he was the whole time and everything else. And the reality mm-hmm. was he had to figure it all out on his own. And every time he started over, he had to figure it out again, all, all on his own. Nobody told him, this is where you are and this is why you were here. He had to figure it all out on mm-hmm. his own. So it was one of those things where They can say that he could have chose to leave at any time, but Mm -hmm. could he really have just chosen to leave at any time? I mean, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. and and Kind of like the Rigsy situation uh, where she sends him home to say goodbye to his family, but he doesn't even know why he needs to say goodbye to his family.
0: Yeah, or that he has to say goodbye to his family. But yeah, and and it's one of those other things where they, they sort of made the excuse of, well, Rassilon had input there. <laughs> you know, they start. They tried to deflect right. Clara's wrath because as soon as she's you know done with the doctor, she turns on them. Of course, why? Why would they them, be
1: afraid of Clara, though? I mean,
0: <laughs> you know, oh, she she <laughs> she freaks them uh, out a bit, though. Uh, she gets their attention, and she's. Gives them a good tongue so they're, lashing they're About them used, being monsters They're probably
1: not used to a common human Just standing up to them like that no.
0: You know? no And someone like Clara Who's gone through so much And done so much Is almost a creature under herself mm-hmm. At this point um, Now
1: she's been turned into a female version Of Captain Jack <laughs> <laughs> Something. how many immorals um, do we have now
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, too many <laughs> and it turns out half of the reason why she turns on the general O'Hila is a distraction mm-hmm. because the doctor is able to get the hatch open drop down through the service hatch get a TARDIS and come back for Clara and he materializes a brand new TARDIS right around her and, of course, the chameleon circuit hasn't been initiated, so it's still, you know, the old TARDIS that we saw, the first Dr. Steele. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, yes, it had <laughs> the whole classic TARDIS console room yeah. feel. And it was glorious to see it. <laughs> I loved it. And the doctor um,
1: made a big big deal of it, too. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, he was like, oh, it's so great. You know, she's like, it's kind of white.
1: She was saying it was plain looking, and he was like, no, it looks
0: great. You know? (laughs) The round things and the the retro dials or whatever it was he called them. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure. But Ohila demands that the doctor face her. And this is where she says, face me, boy. And she's pissed at him because he has now betrayed everything he ever stood for. Every rule that he ever made, he's broken. And she is pissed mm-hmm. at him. And the doctor, you know, throws out a couple words and dashes back inside the TARDIS she's and takes off. She's
1: angry at herself as well because she's helped him get to this point.
0: She she has yeah. become an enabler for him. Yeah. And was not able to stop him from getting to this point. Yeah. And he takes off in the TARDIS and the general, you know asks where he's going and she says running you know where's he running to you know always always away (laughs) always away and she's she is pissed i was (laughs) i would not want to be in the doctor's shoes when he runs across her again I feel like he will get a smack upside the face that may cause him to regenerate. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's what happens for his next regeneration. <laughs> smack you so hard you'll regenerate. Didn't Clara say that one time? I, I think I feel so. Like she did. <laughs> now, the Doctor is not moving anywhere in space, but he's racing forward in time, hoping that Clara's biology will restart. Now that they're away from Gallifrey and away from the extraction chamber. She keeps
1: saying, "Butter, my heartbeat's not restarted. I have no pulse. And he just, he basically just, he keeps, you know, without saying it, he's like, just leave it alone. Just forget about it. Let's move on. It doesn't matter, you know,
0: (laughs) but she won't let it Mm -hmm. go. And he gets. No, she's like, doctor, I have no pulse. And he's like, but you should, (laughs) it should be working. It should be working. And he's. He's lying. You know, <laughs> he's getting more and more frustrated that it's not working. I, I think he's more think, and more no, frustrated that she's not
1: just happy to be there.
0: No I I think he's I think he really thinks that if he gets away from it, everything should restart. Her timeline will start back mm-hmm. up again, and everything will just go on as normal. Well, with everything, everything that, that happened I think, I think
1: between he, him and Amy and Rory, you know, that kind of stuff has happened before.
0: Right, and and I think all that time he spent in the confession mm-hmm. dial, he's lost it a little bit. Oh. He's, I mean, more than usual. Uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's completely obsessed at this point. <laughs> yeah, he has lost all rational thinking when it comes to Clara. And I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously it's a problem, but he, I think he really does believe that her body should restart and her timeline will restart now that they're far away enough from Gallifrey, far enough in time that there is no one to hold those rules that she has to go back to her point in time and die uh, left to keep those rules. And... But, you know, time doesn't necessarily listen to the whims of one man, apparently. Because her pulse is not starting. Mm -hmm. She's still frozen between heartbeats and she's starting to get a little concerned with the doctor because he's like you said he's getting obsessed with this
1: at this point he decides to go hide and give it time to kick kickstart right
0: basically right and so they land at the end of the at the end of time basically as the universe is dying there's a last bit of Pocket of it. Now they
1: they he he witnessed this before with Rose, correct? Was what, it, Rose was it with was Rose?
0: It Martha.
1: Was one of the two. Uh, they actually went to the end of the universe. Utopia. The during end of Utopia. the end of time itself. So I guess it yeah, was Martha. I
0: think that, yeah, um, that was that was when they found Professor Yana, uh, AKA the right. Master. Uh,
1: apparently that's where he got sent uh, after getting defeated by the Eighth Doctor.
0: Yeah, or something, something of that. Or, effect. or he ran. He ran there after the Time War because I think they they brought him back for the Time okay. War. But he lands and he's basically in the cloister mm-hmm. just at the end of time, and there's a knock on the door, and there should there shouldn't be anybody. Out there. But it's four knocks. Which is funny because he goes, It's always four knocks.
2: Um
0: calling back to the end of time. (laughs) Right. And Wilf uh (laughs) Wilfred. And Clara's like, Well, should we go out? And he goes, No, you stay here. I'll go out on my own. And she goes, Well, who's who would be out there? And he just says, Me. Yeah. Which is a double meaning because yeah, he'll be out there, but So is me. Lady me, to be precise. And she's sitting there in an easy chair with a table and a chessboard watching the stars burn and die. And she is not surprised to see him. And he's not entirely surprised to see her.
1: He did ask her how she got there. He did. She never told him, but we find out later how. I picked up on that. I don't know if you did or not.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there later. I think I might have, but we'll get there later. And they have this interesting conversation about what to do with Clara. Or, no, about the hybrid. Because she asked him, okay, there's five minutes. He He says that there's probably about five minutes left until this pocket burns, you know, is gone and she goes okay well since we have 5 minutes left you can tell me what who is the hybrid and he thinks it's her no he doesn't he no, doesn't
1: he's saying that because he's deflecting the doctor True. lies <laughs> well, i don't know but she has a better I, theory. I know exactly what I'm talking about on this one.
0: <laughs> she I has, has the whole a better thing theory. laid out. <laughs> that it is a human Time Lord hybrid and that it's actually two people. And the hybrid is the Doctor nope. and Clara. That is what she thinks. And I,
1: I think she's, she's saying to... that because she knows that he will never admit to anything else. I don't think it's... okay. Can I say this now? (laughs) She asks him specifically, she said, how do we know that the hybrid is not a Time Lord human hybrid? And he gets this look on his face that is priceless. It clearly says that he's been caught. And... Mm -hmm. No. Then she asks him doctor why do you spend so much time on earth and he never answers he turns away and he says does it really matter he never denies it ever he he says does it really matter and you can tell by the look on his face that he's been caught but he will never admit it and here's my thing you lay this you lay this thing out th- th- this 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 uh prophecy says that the hybrid will conquer gallifrey and stand in its ruins and be willing to destroy the hearts of millions to save his own that's what the prophecy says he conquered gallifrey without firing a shot and then he goes to the end of time and he stands in its ruins And he was willing to destroy the
0: lives of millions to save the one. Then why does she bring up Missy, the lover of chaos, who put the Doctor and Clara together? Because
1: Missy is the one that brought them together. However, who's the only other person who knows about the Doctor being a hybrid?
0: The Master. Are you saying Miss?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It all fits. Maybe. It all
0: fits. (laughs) They've given themselves a theory (laughs) that could go either way for people who want whichever one they want. It still fits. This is what it fits. I mean, Paul will stand by the fact that that he was right, and I will sit here and go, I don't think so. Um... I mean, it,
1: it makes sense. The whole thing fits together like a big puzzle.
0: I mean, yes. The, the thing is, is either of those two answers fits. I think. And I think that was their plan, because you know, they that's one of the more controversial things about the Eighth Doctor movie. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that he reveals that he's half time lord, half human. And so they sort of give you this this scenario where we have to have an answer to that question. Well even me but then they give but then they give go go ahead. Let me let me finish. But then they give you two theories, either of which answers the question. And you can pick which one you want (laughs) and be perfectly happy with the answer. And so they're not actually well, giving you a definitive. They're giving. I you have I have one more point to make here fit. in a minute.
1: But anyway, oh, me even specifically says that that is the reason why he ran away from Gallifrey, in the first place. So you know.
0: Uh, she she says that the the prophecy. He fixated on the prophecy so much that it scared him, and he never answered why it scared him though. Whether it was just the prophecy that scared him, or if it was because he knew he was the the one that could fulfill the prophecy, so I mean that that's the thing is is there's enough wiggle room that you could go either direction with this what, answer. Um, and I'm I'm, I'm I, I know I know what, what you want to well, say well what what
1: happened what happened to Darth Vader? He tried so hard to keep the prophecy from becoming a reality that he actually became the prophecy. It's a similar scenario.
0: Well, I mean, either way he fulfilled the prophecy. Whether it's because he's the hybrid himself or it's him and Clara. Either way, he's at least half of the prophecy. Um, So, uh, you know, whether he's half the prophecy or the entire prophecy, he's part of the prophecy. So either way, he's responsible. You know, either way, he he was smart to run. uh, Or
1: let's go in and, and we'll, move forward a little bit because i have another point to make on this so oh
0: dear <laughs> All right. i um, tell you man I, it fits <laughs> I, it fits but so does the other one so but, but not uh, as neatly <laughs> well d- does everything always fit neatly in doctor who no <laughs> And sometimes the one that doesn't fit as neatly Is the actually the one that's real No I'm kidding <laughs> see,
1: I, I think that Missy has been pushing this whole thing th- From the beginning Because she wanted him To become like her
0: Yeah and She's a lover of chaos so And she wanted this I to think
1: happen. that she knew That if she could set the stage That he would become The thing he feared the
0: most Oh yeah Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. This is... She loves chaos, and she loves making the Doctor create the chaos.
1: But, like we said before, she's the only one that knows his secret.
0: So... Yeah, either one of them. (laughs) I mean, she's the one that knows the secret from the 8th Doctor movie. Mm -hmm. She's also the one that put the Doctor and Clara together. Right. And so, she's responsible either way just like the Doctor is responsible for at least half of it. Either way, you look at it. So, see, they they give people escapes on both ends. There's two escape pods here. Mm-hmm. You can take the red pill or the blue Jason pill. Jason
1: just doesn't want the Doctor to be a hybrid. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think I it don't. makes him interesting because I think it makes him different from all the other Time
0: Lords. But I think it's more unique if he's, you know, a highborn pure highborn Gallifreyan and he finds humans more interesting to be with than time Lords. Anyway, let's move forward. We're not going to agree on this topic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we might as well continue on. Um, The doctor does tell lady me that he has a device, the neural inhibitor that he left in the TARDIS on the console that will wipe all of clara's memories of him and should enable her biological systems to restart and her to live out a normal life for the rest of her life and me asks if he will tell her before he does that and he says yes when now and he turns to go back inside the thing is clara has been watching the entire interchange on the monitor because
1: he left his uh, sonic specs inside.
0: Yes, and so she turned on the monitor, was watching the entire conversation, and apparently did something the third doctor would have loved to do. She reversed the polarity of the neutron flow um, <laughs> in the neural or at inhibitor. at least she said she did. Or at least she said she did, in order to make it backfire on the doctor. And he's like, Clara, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> and they get to this standoff where she is adamant that if she has to die she will die but don't take away her past she's hers and she's entitled she doesn't to it.
1: want the same thing to happen to her that happened to donna oh,
0: donna right and i was getting flashbacks all through this discussion i was like oh god oh god they're gonna do it again they're gonna why why do they keep making them forget and I was getting a little frustrated. I was getting a little mad because I was like, now they're going to just do it to Clara again and, you know, they're going to reuse what happened to Donna and I was getting upset at it because I, I didn't like the fact that I well, thought the, that they the, were just going to retread Donna's The doctor story.
1: even says to me, he says, um, I usually do this telepathically but this time I thought I'd mm-hmm. use a different method.
0: And it'll be less painful this way. So, he goes inside and they get to the standoff and They decide to do it together Mm -hmm. because one of them has to forget. But it will only affect one of
1: them. It won't affect both of them, but they don't know which
0: one. Right, and it'll only affect one of them, and one of them has to forget in order for time to be saved because uh, if they both continue on together, time will fracture. Right. And they go (laughs) ahead... They push the button together, and nothing happens. I'm like, oh, okay. And I I liked it because it took a minute. And it was like, oh, well, I guess there's a delay. Okay, um, so good because I, I just want to tell you, Doctor, I don't think I could ever forget you. And then he stares off into space for a second and he says, Clara, I don't think you'll have to. Mm-hmm. And this caught me by surprise.
1: Yeah, this is another. Cog in my argument.
2: (laughs) We'll see.
0: But this catches me by surprise because it's the doctor who's the one who will end up forgetting. And he starts passing out, trying to fight it. And he starts saying goodbye, telling her things, uh, including, you know, never eat pears. They're too squishy. (laughs) They get juice on your chin. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, never be cruel or cowardly, mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. And he asks for one last smile before he blacks out. And when he wakes up, he's in the Nevada desert. Yep. And he has no memory of who Clara is. Yeah, he
1: he kind of does, but he kind of doesn't.
0: He he knows that he tra- traveled with Clara. Mm-hmm. He knows her name was... I mean, the the man who finds him in the desert says, Clara told me to look after you, and said you might be grumpy. And... he, We cut back to the diner, and he's finishing the story, and he goes, I know... You can create a memory... Recreate a memory by the hole it leaves. I know her name was Clara. I know we traveled together for a while. And... He's trying to piece together who she is and what they did there in the Here's diner. Here's the
1: thing, though. When he was talking about this to me, he was specifying that she would not remember anything to do with him at all the same way that Donna did. She would not even yeah. have remembered that he existed, Had would not have remembered any of their, you know, journeys together
0: or anything like that, Okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is when he woke up, he didn't. Well, Because, you know, when the, when the guy wakes him up and says, you know, Clara told me this, he goes, Clara? Clara who? Which, great line, by the way. This And, and he has no <laughs> idea who she is or what she is. But and apparently he, he gleaned from the guy that he traveled with her. This
1: is my theory.
0: Okay. To stack on top of the stuff
1: I've already put out there. Oh dear. He specifically asks for a neural inhibitor that is human compatible. Specifically. Yes. For Clara. Specifically asks for one that's human compatible. Okay. For Clara. Now, this affected him, but it took longer to affect him than it was supposed to. It didn't wipe out every memory that he had of her. It only wiped out her identity and he rem- and mm-hmm. he remembered all of their adventures but mm, i not don't think he did who she was or what she looked like or her personality or anything like that he remembered the situations that they got in but he didn't remember her specifically you see what i'm saying in other words he remembered being in those situations he just didn't remember her being there did he yeah because he, I, I, he talks okay. about he talks about remembering specific situations that they got into. That's but right. He no, doesn't he does, you're remember right. what she looked like, what she sounded like, her personality, or anything like that. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is not the same scenario that he was referring to that she would be going through because he was going to do the same thing to her that he did to Donna, which would mean she did not right. remember anything at all to do with him. Period.
0: Right. So
1: my thing is he's been, he's been affected by this neural inhibitor that is human compatible and it only affected him partially. It did not affect him fully. So it was able to affect him partially because he's not 100%
0: Gallifreyan. No. No. (laughs) No. The doctor is well beyond is well capable of preserving memories, beyond I'm neural inhibitors. The, the thing, no. see the <laughs> thing is, is time lords are crafty, and I I feel like a neural inhibitor for a time lord may cause a couple of brain cells to regenerate. I'm just saying. I no 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going to not gonna do it.
1: Nope. You just can't accept that he's a hybrid.
0: <laughs> no, he's not a hybrid. Not a not a true hybrid. Mm, I, I, Me and Clara. I just, that's my story I and disagree. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well no, Clara's Clara's a hybrid. She's she's part of the mm. hybrid. Doctor's part of the hybrid. Clara's part of the hybrid. That's that's mm. the story. No. I'm sticking to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Guys,
1: hey, give us your thoughts on this after the show uh, and let us know what your opinion on this is.
0: Yes, please. (laughs) Because there's no way that Paul and I are budging on either side. Vote for me! Vote for me! (laughs) (laughs) Vote no hybrid. But he starts to recall the diner. That he's been here before and he says, I think I've been here with her. No, no, no. And then he remembers it being Amy and and Rory and River. And Clara just sort of grins. Grins. And we find out that she's basically the one checking up on him. You know, rather than he going back and checking up on his companion to see that they did all right. And similar to what uh, Tennant did when he would check in with Wilf about how Donna was doing, Wilfred, how Donna Mm. was doing and, you know, stopping by her wedding and that sort of thing. Except Clara is doing it for the doctor. And then he, he's turned around and he's trying to think of some things. He's trying to put some memories back together and she steps into the back room. thing is we see through the door. That's the TARDIS. I already
1: had this part figured out before she
0: opened the door. Yeah, you did. And the diner dematerializes around the doctor because Clara and her companion, Lady Me, leave. Leave Nevada, leaving the doctor's TARDIS sitting there in front of him.
1: And we know how Me got to the end of time. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. I mean, she
0: could have lived through it. She also said she was uh, the only immortal left. We we have a couple of interesting things end up. The doctor sort of reunites with his TARDIS. He goes in, changes out of his black coat that he's been wearing, changes back into that velvety mm-hmm. one that both Paul and I love. And this um, this
1: was one of those nice uh, speedy you know montages, uh, kind of like the the uh, the shots where. Uh, like in the action movies where they're going and putting on all their gear and everything, and you see them putting their boots and their jackets and all this on. This was sort of like that, except it's him reactivating the TARDIS.
0: Yep. And and there's a, a message that Clara left him written on a chalkboard. Run, you clever boy, and be a doctor. And lo and behold... In addition to getting back into his attire and all this wonderful thing, reuniting with his TARDIS, the TARDIS welcomes him back with a new sonic screwdriver.
1: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, his sonic shades were probably left in the other
0: TARDIS. I believe they were. Which, you know, the diner at the end of the universe spins off with. Clara and Lady Me, <laughs> who can't figure out the chameleon circuit. Um, yeah. Ironic. Um,
1: and she says, "This thing may be stuck as a 1950s-style diner for a while,"
0: and she's like, "Cool, <laughs> <laughs> right?" <All> right. <laughs> now the thing is, is Clara's pulse still has not started? She's still. Been extracted from between heartbeats, and she will have to return to Gallifrey at some point to be reinserted back into her time mm-hmm. stream. And she knows that and she's accepted that, however, there's some wiggle room, <laughs> and so she and me are going to go back to Gallifrey the long way round. <laughs> And I've already seen several posts on Facebook saying that they need a spin off called Clara and Me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like K-9 and
0: Me? <laughs> yeah. And that's how the season ended. It was not where I was expecting it to go, but I think that we were better off for it taking a different turn than we expected it. Because I think i know at least i was expecting some sort of big climactic antagonistic uh you know return to gallifrey where the hybrid ends up showing up and then the doctor has to choose whether or not he's going to let the hybrid destroy gallifrey or help gallifrey stop it that was what i was going in thinking might have happened you know one one of my thoughts of how it might have gone. i honestly didn't know what to expect
1: I went in completely open def-
0: minded on that front. Right. But but this is definitely went away I was not expecting at all. And I think it was good. The so, the
1: the reason uh, I didn't know how I felt about it was because Stephen Moffat had specifically said much, much earlier in the season that when Clara left she would not be coming back. There would be no way for her to come back. And we got to the end of this episode, and I'm going, Moffat
0: lied. (laughs) First rule of Doctor Who, Moffat lies. Uh,
1: I I thought that was the second rule of Doctor Who. I thought the first rule was the Doctor lies.
0: No, no. It's the other way around. I mean, she will end up back there, and she will die. Think about this, they could do a
1: mini series or something and call it the long way around. They could.
0: <laughs> but you know, obviously they won't because Jenna Coleman's got other project that other other projects that she's doing right now and she's which is one reason why she was leaving the show.
1: But it's gonna be the same scenario we had with the doc with the doctor's daughter where she just leaves and you never know what happened to her after that.
0: <laughs> right. Great. Great, Great. <laughs> Now, the interesting thing to think about, and I don't know if this will have any sort of real bearing on the Doctor's personality or how it affects him in the future, but there was enough memories of Clara that were sort of obscured from him that goes all the way back to his previous regeneration. And so now the idea is how much of his adventures that he's had during this regeneration does he still remember because he obviously remembers bits and pieces of the situation on
1: the train and all of that you know
0: i mean he he remembers bits and pieces and you know that sort of thing but i'm wondering just out of curiosity how much of it is still intact that's a really interesting thing and we'll see if that has any effect on him moving forward Or if that'll mean that he turns into a little bit more of a goofball going forward, because uh, some of his grumpiness may have been obscured (laughs) during that as well.
1: (laughs) Hey, He's had his brain messed with before.
0: The amount of trauma the doctor has gone through is kind of ridiculous. The sixth
1: Um, and seventh doctor went through uh, something that affected their personalities. I think that that had...
0: rough region I think that had
1: so <laughs> I think that had direct bearing on leading into how the eighth doctor behaved and also how Eccleston behaved as the doctor
2: uh-huh. I
1: think the only exception to that would probably be the war doctor in which case he was literally almost like he was going back to being the first doctor all over again except uh
0: less kind
1: if that's he was possible. he was just just there for war
0: and that was it Okay, how, how, what are you going to rate this episode? I'm trying to think of what we want to rate these episodes, and I had an idea, and I forgot it. How many Sonic Screwdrivers will you because rate this episode? Because it's back! It's <laughs> back, and it's an interesting one. I, I'm, I'll am i have to see how it all works, but it's blue, well, and it lights up. I showed my wife it's...
1: a picture of it, and she laughed. <laughs> we won't get into why. <laughs> the
2: the design but, um, of it was
1: not what she was expecting. I just put it that way. Ah. You
0: know, I'm gonna say eight and a half. That's exactly the rating I was gonna give yeah. this. Not as good as as uh, Heaven Sent, in my opinion, but uh, still a very solid storyline. And I liked the fact that it went the a different way than I was expecting. Now. Do you have any final thoughts on on the rating before we if we rate the entire three part? If they
1: had just gone ahead and made it perfectly clear instead of leaving it so oblivious as to whether or not he was or was not uh, half Gallifreyan, half human, I would have been a little bit more satisfied with
0: that. Mm, but that's not how Doctor. Even operates. if he even if he
1: wasn't you know and they specifically said he isn't i would have still been more satisfied with that than i was with what we got that's just me
0: but <laughs> that's not how the way that's not how the way the show runs they they give you enough to get you up to an answer but they don't actually give it to you well and especially with this situation they gave you two answers that could work the
1: the the expression on his face and the way that he behaved when she brought it up Made it very clear to me that it was the truth, but you know everybody has their own opinion
0: on that. Yes. So. And you will not shake mine. Um.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the fact that the but fact yeah, that the... he
1: skirted the issue and, and specifically said, "Does it really matter?" And in the long run, it, in in the overall scheme of things, it probably doesn't. But it would just be nice to know
0: we don't need to know everything, <laughs> because that that loses then it loses its charm and it loses its fun if we know everything any final thoughts before we we wrap up our discussion on hellbent and give folks a, a look at what we're probably going to do coming up
1: uh, not directly related to the episode now
0: okay i i think i'm done with this episode too it was It was good because we now get to the point where the doctor is all set up to have a new companion and sort of start fresh again. Right. Which I think is good. Is it crazy
1: that I'm that I'm thinking that I would like to see him go a few episodes before we actually see a new companion come in?
0: No. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I mean we'll get Uh, The Husbands of River Mm -hmm. Song, which is our Christmas episode. uh, And we won't get a new companion there.
1: Technically, River is considered a companion, even
0: though she's not an ongoing companion. Right. But she won't be his new companion, per se, moving forward after that, as far as we know. She could. You know, maybe he decides to travel with River for a while. it would be nice. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to get set up to have... A brand new companion and we'll introduce that person uh right off the bat next season i just think it'd be
1: neat if we got to see another scenario where they did what they did with where he went several episodes without a companion after donna because he just wasn't ready to take somebody else with him the
0: Um, the thing is though with with so much of clara missing from his memory he may need something. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't may...
1: referring to that being the reason why he wouldn't take anybody with him. Right. I was just thinking, you know, if he if we had an episode or two where it was just him running into different people and, and having adventures, I just think it would be kind of a neat way to, to start the new season and then maybe on, like, this, the third episode or something like that, maybe then he, he meets his new companion. You know, that's just
0: me that's just my opinion that's possible i mean it could happen but i i think that we'll see the new companion it'll be an episode similar to rose where they get caught up uh in an event and at the end of the episode whoever it is decides to go well capaldi's pretty
1: doctor. much proven
0: that he can pull it off without a companion so <laughs> <You> yeah, <know. laughs> he has um it's possible and I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. it that way but I, I have a feeling that especially the higher ups of BBC aren't going to want him to be companionless any longer than well he there's
1: been to be. speculation as to whether or not his next companion would be male or female or whatever but Capaldi yeah. has already said that he feels like the show works better with a female companion to his male doctor uh, because of the back and forth between them and everything and uh, he said that before they make a final decision, he will have input on who they choose. So,
0: oh yeah, you know. most doctors do. Now, I remember even reading or uh, you know looking at things back to Sarah Jane Smith during the audition process. Uh, she came in for an audition, and John Pertwee was sitting in the back of the room behind her during one of the auditions, and gave the director and the casting directors the thumbs up during one of her final <laughs> auditions. So that's how Liz Sladen got the part as Sarah Jane. So I mean That's it, pretty quick. that's pretty sweet. You know. Yeah. It goes all the way back to that. So, you know I'm I'm guessing not all the doctors had inputs on all of their companions, but I'm I'm sure most of them have input. Anyway, we've got a couple of things that are likely going to happen for the rest of the year. We are taking a little bit of a break after this episode for a couple of reasons one christmas is coming and there's a lot of family stuff that happens during christmas and we want to be able to spend time uh with our families and two both of us are um how shall we put it uh, big star wars yeah. fans <laughs> and there's a new movie coming out in a week from tonight that we will both think be seeing think about singing.
1: that a week from tonight as we record this episode
0: and my other podcast the wampa's lair which is a star wars podcast we've got a lot going on getting ready for that movie so um (laughs) yeah we're taking a couple weeks off uh we'll be back talking about the husbands of river song that will be our next episode so obviously we have to wait for that to air before we can talk about it so that'll be either the last week of December or first week of January, whenever we can record the earliest, after that the earliest airs. Earliest
1: time that we could record would be Christmas night after the episode aired, and I don't see myself doing that at two o'clock
0: in the morning. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no. I I don't I don't foresee that happening. Uh, but we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, after we do our review of The Husbands of River Song, we will do our series nine review. And then get back to uh, some of our more regularly scheduled programming that we had going on, starting with our Sarah Jane episode that we've been promising for like a month Assuming now. Assuming we don't change our minds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't. We haven't nailed anything down yet but for our series nine review we might be able to have uh, a guest or two to talk with us about that yes Uh, we still have to nail that down
0: so that's kind of still up in the air when that's going to happen will definitely be a part of if we're able to get anybody on so but that's sort of the the idea the game plan going forward uh, we'll do Husbands of River Song, our Series 9 review, Sarah Jane, and then we'll jump back into our Dalek episode reviews with the first Dalek storyline of the third Doctor, which is called. Give me two seconds while I scroll up and get to that. I went past it. Uh, Day of the Daleks.
1: I'm I'm having more and more and more and more of an yes. appreciation for the Third Doctor uh, as well. He's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll we will start on John Pertwee's Dalek Adventures sometime in January, uh, whenever that happens. So we're not going to nail down dates because those are subject to change due to both of our schedules and uh, unforeseen happenings. But. Uh, <laughs> Expect our next episode after Christmas with uh, the Husbands of River Song review, which should be a fun episode. the The, the trailer looks like it'll be fun. Uh, we won't be quite as depressed at the end of it as we have been some of these episodes. And, and this we season.
1: we will be shooting to try to have that out for you before the new year, but we can't promise anything. Yes. So.
0: Of course, if you want to let us know your thoughts on the hybrid, de- the great hybrid debate uh, or the Husbands of River Song when that airs or anything else, please go ahead and get in touch with us on Facebook, which Facebook Facebook.com slash Talking Time Lords. You can tweet us at at Talking Time Lord or email us at Talking Time Lords at Gmail dot com. Of course, our data on the Internet, our home base and the place where all of our previous episodes are st- stored is talkingtimelords.com
1: and if you haven't been there and checked it out you very 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 much should because we've done a lot of work with it so
0: yes it's an awesome website and of course please uh if you are so inclined do leave us a lovely little review on itunes that would definitely definitely warm our fuzzy little and, hearts and stitcher. Um, and stitcher Yeah. Rate us. Give us all, you
1: know, the highest ratings that you can because we're awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or should should we say we're fantastic?
0: No, we are fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Yes. At least we think so, anyways. We like Uh, to do our own horn. Well, we are not shy about that. All right. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Affirmative. Anything else, Paul, before we wrap up this episode? We should bring K-9 back. <laughs> You're going to say that until we get K-9 yes, back, aren't Yes, I you? am. Okay. Okay. Maybe not on, maybe your not an- on
2: every
0: your, episode. Your answer should have been <laughs> affirmative.
1: Maybe oh. not on every episode, but yes, I will continue to say that. Because K-9 <laughs> <canine> is fantastic.
2: <laughs>
0: affirmative. Well, here, actually... There we go. I have to get um, me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and and all a right. sonic
1: screwdriver. I still haven't gotten one.
0: You mean one of these? Yes. <laughs> okay. But I want the blue um, one. All right. The blue one. <laughs> the ninth and 10th yes, doctors? Yes, I want the blue one. What? Nice. Well, this there's, is the fourth oh, there's a new blue one who... now, but, you know. Well, yes. The 12th.
1: But it looks like an okra. <laughs> <laughs> an okra. Yeah, it looks like an okra. Okay. If you
0: don't know what an okra and is, it, go look it up. <laughs> it's a vegetable. And I think that will wrap up this episode of Talking Time <laughs> Before we devolve into random doctor who and food associations <laughs> uh, any farther <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode number 27 the long way round for paul i'm jason and remember until next Where you time, hope
2: far-flung
1: hopes and dream impossible dreams thanks guys i'm gonna go eat some
0: jelly babies
2: <laughs> <At that point. laughs>
0: Talking Time Lords is a proud member of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Visit thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts, or visit patreon.com/thunderquack to help support the shows. Thank you.